Taking Off The Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is me. Today, there is no guest. Today, uh, we have a special announcement that I want to share with you. Um, and I think that as I thought about this today's episode, as I was thinking about all the things that are happening forever forward in our organization, um, I, I thought about like maybe that's too much to be just take an episode and just talk about us and our work and what we're doing. I, but I think that I've been missing out on doing that. I think I've been um, neglecting to focus on some of those things more because sometimes I don't feel worthy of sharing all that information out. I feel like I want to be, if you've known me for any time on this podcast, you know that the front of my mask is often I use hard working on there as I think it's something that I regularly show and, I think sometimes I feel like if I'm celebrating too much, I feel like I'm not working hard. And there's a there's an internalized messaging with me around working hard. I mean, I feel sometimes that it's what I'm supposed to do all the time. And this didn't start recently. This has been since I was seven years old, being the man of the house, being responsible for my siblings and always doing stuff at the I think my mom had this, uh, maybe she had an allergy to anyone doing nothing <laughs> because she would make up stuff. Like, don't look too relaxed or too comfortable or too, like, you don't have enough to do because I think my mom had this magic list. She would just pull out a, a list and be like, here, go do that. Like, go move that cabinet, clean behind it. Like, that, ca that cabinet has never been moved, you know? And sometimes I think that those early programmings are a part of me today. Like, being busy is kind of like normal to me. When people ask me how I'm doing, I'm like usually saying, oh, I'm pretty busy, but I'm doing fine. And sometimes I just, maybe I shouldn't say busy anymore because I'm always busy. But it's not in the sense of like busy, like I don't have time to do other things. Um, I'm trying to find time for myself. I'm trying to make time for self-care. I'm really putting an intention towards um, that time spent, focused, and thinking about the work in a bigger picture is important. I, mean, I had a friend back in 2014 was like, Ashanti, on your calendar, you need to have every week time to think and to just process. And I'm like, think. And the first time I put it on my calendar, they were like, you need to have at least four hours a week where you just, you're not doing stuff. Like you're just, you're visioning, you're dreaming, you're you're planning like but you're but you're not like in meetings and you're not on calls and i remember that first time sitting there with uh i broke it up into two hour blocks and i had a two hour block on the calendar and i was like hmm and i was looking around like what am i what am hmm, how do i use this and then i, I found myself being busy i just went into email because i know how to do email and i know how to do this and i know how to check the calendar i know how to check I, I found myself busy again i'm like i didn't even really use that time like i found myself doing stuff again and, I'm, and when I say not doing anything, it's relative, right? I'm, I'm talking about like the, the idea, if I'm going to run an organization, there's a time where it needs to be spent, like looking to the bigger picture and not always in the weeds. And I'm good at pulling weeds. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love gardening, literally. And I'm in the work, sometimes I'm all, I get stuck in the weeds. Sometimes it feels good to be making, accomplishing things. Um, but today's conversation Today's announcement, I'm not going to like make you wait to the end to hear the announcement. I'm going to tell you really soon. But because this is called Taking Out the Mask Podcast, I'm going to share with you some masks first. 
Um, and then I'm going to tell you this really exciting. And the way that you're going to hear this storytelling about not only these masks that I'm going to share here, but about the bigger work of Ever Forward is um, you're going to hear some voices from some young people. You know, we just recently got back from South by Southwest and um, Ryan put together an incredible video uh, called Youth Heard. And I think I'm, I want to start this opportunity with you listening to some of our youth. I want for those of you that are watching this, you're going to see the video. For those of you listening, you're going to hear the voice of uh, four of our young people who went on this trip with us, uh, Wenceslao, uh, Jonathan, Lupe, and Mohandas. And I think what you're going to hear in their voices and as they got to go to Texas, as you got to go to Austin, Texas, the South by Southwest EDU, they got to talk to adults and present. They got to share their work with the world. They got to be heard. Not only heard, but actually expected to be heard. Like it was not like you were there by accident. Like you are here to help us uh, share this work with the world. And they did an incredible job. So let's start with listening to and watching that video. And those of you who are going to listen to it, um, you'll hear their voices. Um, and then um, I'm going to come back and I'm going to share with you some masks we collected over the last couple of weeks with some elementary students um, that have been really standing out to me. And then I'm going to share with you some uh, really great news. Um, and I'm hoping that um, as you are listening to today's episode, you see um, how your participation, your connection, your sharing this podcast is really helping the word get out. And if you haven't yet, if you've never shared it, please share today's episode, if nothing else. If you haven't made a mask, please go make a mask today, millionmask.org. Um, and if you haven't yet like taken a moment to just give yourself a little credit for just, <sighs> just showing up, I wanted you to do that too. So take a look at the video and I'll come back and share some masks with you. about Texas is just having those memories or thoughts the reason why I moved to California uh, really difficult relationship divorce would you describe your personality as mature for your age yes yeah, yes <laughs> I would describe my personality as mature for my age do you want me to say because okay. <laughs> because I don't know I feel like I've been through certain things in my life that sometimes people that are like 20 or 30 or etc have not experienced or gone through and then tomorrow we have a workshop with Ashanti Branch presenting if you guys are free please feel free to stop by they're all in school I'm a high school student and a college college student over there thank you thank you um, and I don't really take that as like a, oh, I want people to feel bad for me. No, not at all. I like I take that as like a good thing because it has made me the person I am today and it allows me to see things differently. I used to I used to be pretty um I don't know, passive is the word, but that is something that I knew kind of needed to change in order to become the person I want to be and simply just not being a pushover. I'm excited for my family to see my presentation, some pictures of me or some video of me on the panel. Why are you excited? I don't know, it just shows how much I accomplished in the 
these three days. Oh my gosh, they were so awesome. <laughs> to have a young person really be leading. Yeah, it actually like gives me chills. You know, we talk about youth-centered and we talk about children-centered, but it's like oftentimes adults, we take up so much space in a room. I really enjoyed like the whole roller coaster ride. Um, you don't want to get off the ride yet. No, not, not exactly yet. How was that? I mean, that video, oh man, Every, when I first saw it, I was like, I, I was just and so excited. I had to start sharing it with people and it wasn't even published yet. So I was ready to share it already. Um, I hope you heard the voices of those young people who uh, had a, not only a great time in Austin, Texas, but made um, use of their abilities and their skills to grow even more. You know, we did a workshop a week ago, two weeks ago, um, uh, with elementary school, you know, most of our work is in middle school and high school, but every once in a while, an elementary school will say, you know what, we got some boys that we want you to come work with. And these were fourth and fifth grade boys, about 60 boys. I mean, man, it was a beautiful space. Um, and there's about four maths I'm going to share with you, two 10-year-olds and two 11-year-olds. Um, and for those of you that won't be able to see them, if you're not watching the video, um, I'm going to read them to you so you can hear them. Um, but these are really beautiful. And I think that You've heard me talking to men of all ages on this podcast, definitely from teenagers up to um, to mentors of mine who are, um, I mean, I, I don't want to guess their ages. I don't I actually don't think I've ever asked people their age. But let's say uh, we've definitely had a guest in the 60s before. Um, and these are 10-year-olds. And you can go back and listen to some of the masks of older people in our work. But I want you to hear these boys who already at 10 years old know that there's rules that you got to put on these masks. They got it. They, they, they don't, you're not going to hear sophisticated language here. You're not going to hear maybe fancy words for the most part, but you're going to hear the heart of boys telling you that they know what it is to wear a mask too. So this one, first one here is a 10 year old boy from San Francisco. And on the front of this mask, it says, sleepy, cool, annoying. That's the front of the mask, the things they let the world see. And the back of the mask, the things they don't get to talk about, sad about my dad, missing my mom. That's the first 10-year-old boy. To the second 10-year-old boy, you're going to see... The front of the mask says, my attitude, personality, 
look away. This is what this 10-year-old boy lets the world see and the things he doesn't let people see. My nice self, my heart, who I really am. Hmm. Beautiful. So we have fourth and fifth graders. I'm imagining this is a fourth grader, and these are 11-year-olds. Um, but, you know, those they can kind of be in any grade, but I'm just a little older boy, a year older, 11-year-old boy. This one is, um, these next two are really beautiful. You can tell the age difference in these next two, but you can also really hear the heart coming out. Um, this next one is uh, a, a really beautiful image, 11-year-old boy in San Francisco. And the front of the mask says, fun, happy, super happy. <laughs> That's great, right? Fun, happy, super happy. The way I let the world see. And the back of the mask, are the things I don't let people see, depression, mad, thinking nothing, sad, mean. Man, thank you. Thank you for taking off the mask, brother. And this last one is um, one that resonated with me. A lot of these resonate with me, but this one, just uh, things that this boy doesn't get to talk about. So this is an 11-year-old boy. And um, you can see the front of the back mask and the back of the mask. And the front of the mask says, things I let the world see, who I am, and what I like. Look at that, right? What, who I am and what I like, I let people see. And the back of the mask, the things that he doesn't let people see is my real emotions. He actually slipped real in there. The loved ones I've lost. My family. And so to these boys who made these masks, thank you for taking off your mask. And what we continue to see over and over again, as you hear men on this podcast, but you see these boys right here, 11 and 10 years old, already practicing the mask. Already. And when does it stop? <laughs> when does it stop having to pretend that everything is fine when it's not? When do we have a space to be able to be seen for more than who we are? I just want you to know that it starts early. It's not a thing that just starts because you get a job and you get a career and you have to protect your image. No, it starts with our boys. And so the work that we get to do in the Million Mask Movement is growing. And I want you to know that we are so thankful for you, not only those who are part of this podcast, but for those who are listening. Because um, if you can help one person, like we set a goal of a million masks, right? That's a big goal for us, right? Um, we're about 65,000 masks right now. Um, and the movement is growing. So if you're not following us on social media, I encourage you to do that. Because what I'm hoping you're going to see in the next couple of weeks is um, not only as our, our content changes, but also we begin to share more of the work that we're doing um, in a really beautiful way. So stay tuned for that. Um, I want to tell you about a grant that we just got. Now, the Million Mask Movement is um, a campaign that we started to support people. It started with high school students, then it went to middle school, and then it started doing the work in elementary school. We're working with teachers and parents and coaches and mentors and counselors and um, people in education, people in corporate America. But we just got a grant from New Profit, um, and it's called the Equitable Education Recovery Initiative. Now, uh, New Profit is committed to being responsive to the needs of what is happening in education after this pandemic and what's been going on. And we are one of the 24 organizations who is going to be getting support. Like 
I'm going to get coaching and some leadership tools. Like over the years, I've had some opportunities, but this one is none like any other. Like this investment in our work is going to not only allow us to grow, um, it's going to allow us to find the resources so that we can begin building a team to take us to the next level of this work. And so I've been so excited to like, uh, we just got to make the announcement as of this week. Um, and I've been able to like start telling um, our advisors and folks and things that are happening in the organization and things that are growing with the movement. As you probably have seen some of the other organizations who have begun supporting our work, um, I, with Zoom and with Rare Beauty, um, with Hollister Company, like we are beginning to be in a space to where people are hearing about the work. Now, listen, I'll, I'll say this because before I close, because um, today's not a really long podcast, but I did want to share this good news with you. You know, if you were around Ever Forward for any amount of time, you know that we have been pushing hard. And one of the things that um, I'm learning how to do is how to um, help our team celebrate. And um, it, here's what I'm asking you to do, if nothing else. Uh, we have a big event coming up Memorial Day weekend. That's our annual 24-hour relay challenge. And some of the videos you're going to hear right now uh, is me announcing this when I first found out. The one video when we were at University of Texas at Austin, um, I got the call and I was just beside myself. I was by myself. All the students that went on a tour, we couldn't find any parking. I didn't want to get my our van towed. So I stayed with the van while the other students went on the tour. But when I got the phone call, I was so excited. So this first video you're going to hear is me making the announcement right after I got the phone call. I was just beside myself. Okay, folks. So I just got a call from, uh, well, let me give you context where I'm at. I'm at University of Texas at Austin and uh, Longhorns, by the way. Um, and the stadium is right there behind me. So for those of you that know about the stadium, it's a freaking amazing. It's huge right there. But um, I just got a call from New Profit and like you know the first part of the call you're just like uh we apply for this fellowship this grant cohort and i didn't know if it was a yes or no because the the first sentences were like well you know we just want to let you know that we're so so thankful for you applying for this and i was like oh and then she was like and we're excited to say that we got that I don't even know the words to say right now. I'm just telling you right now, we're so excited. That is investment in our work. You know what that means? That means that the work that we are doing is starting to resonate in more ways than just in my own mind. <laughs> in my mom's mind, right? In my, my sister and brother's mind, like the family, right? And I'm excited because I think that what's going to happen next is, I'm, I'm trying to find the best lighting for us right here. What's going to happen next is we're going to get a, be a part of this cohort that's going to help amplify our work in such a bigger way. So, so, so exciting. So I can't announce it yet, so I just had to make this video. Just to, when, when, I, when I get to announce, I'm going to play this video back, and then you'll be able to see the excitement in my mind right now in this moment. Our team is out walking, some students around University of Texas at Austin, uh, checking out the Yellow Brick Road over there. I Man, I don't call it the Yellow Brick Road, but that's what it looks like. And um, I'm just super juiced. So, <sighs> you know, I, here, here's what I want to say. Um, more than ever, and this work and ever forward, we have been, like, pushing the message out forward. We've been... Uh, trying to help people see 
why this work is so important and so valuable. And one of the things that I really want to tell you all about is that what we, there's no way that we can do it by ourselves. Like the vision is too big. The, the dream is too big. How are we gonna help a million people? Well, one person at a time. <laughs> That's how it's gonna happen. One person at a time, one student, one educator, one parent, one principal, one administrator, one counselor, one at a time. And today we get to see that people are seeing it and hearing the words that we're trying to say. And you know, I've been at this for a long time. I've been I've been pushing hard and maybe if anybody was to see the success that's happening right now, you see the grant we just got and you see that, you'd be like, oh, how did they get all these grants? Well, I just wanna tell you that anybody who knows me really well knows that I have given so much of my life over this past 18 years, 18 years. Maybe I'm gonna make a live video. I'm gonna go live right now on IG. This is the time. But look at that, that's our new shirt. We just got a new shirt. So thanks Vanessa for shout out for that shirt. But I'm, 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 gonna, make, I'm gonna go live on this one. Here we go. You know, part of, part of me is, when I told you that I was a little nervous to make a big announcement is because I feel like sometimes celebrating, I shouldn't celebrate. I should just keep my foot on the gas and keep pushing and keep moving. But for all the people who have been a part of Ever Forward from the beginning, for all the people who have supported our work, this would not happen without you. For all the people who have uh, shared a post, made a contribution, a donation, come out and volunteer your time, your energy, your your talent to help our organization, we could not have done this without you. And I just want to appreciate all of you for being a part of this movement with us. As you have supported us, um, as you see us grow, I want you to know that we are not forgetting you. Like this is this is not over. Like this one grant is not like we're done. Like it is still a part of the growth opportunity for us to grow as an organization because we continue to need to bring in more team, to build more staffing, to more training, more facilitators trained to go out to do these workshops as we grow this work, not only right here in the Bay Area, but as we grow it around the state of California, around the country and across the world. So that's today. I hope um, you feel inspired. I, I hope if you're working on a dream, if you're working on a goal, I want you to know that, listen, I know the feeling of sometimes feeling like, is it working? Is it is all of this happening? But one thing I've really learned and I've been not only as of all the books I've read, but all the things I've like try and grapple with my own um, ability to grow as a leader. Um, I believe in this work. Anybody who knows me probably knows that if, if give me long enough, I'm going to tell you about the mask, right? If, if you know that I'm going to, I'm going to pull out a mask out of my pocket. I'll be like, Hey, you want to make a mask? Um, and you may not want to make one in, in, right there wherever we are in a restaurant or a cafe or in a bar, but you may like go and make a one online later. I hope that um, the passion you see that we um, show in this work and the, the the drive you see us pushing in this organization is because we believe that our young people deserve it. They need it. I'm going to share this last story with you before I close um, because it's one that really stands out to me. And there's lots of stories that I could be telling, but I'm working on telling more of these stories 
um, through not only um, the podcast, but also through um, a blog that I'm going to be creating. Um, and the blog is going to be starting soon. It's called uh, Diary of a Confused Educator. And sometimes as in education, I've been in education for for 18 years, 19 years, 18 years forever forward. And then the year before that in my credential year, getting my credential. So 19 years in education officially, but I've been a student for my whole life, you know? Uh, and one of the, the schools we went to, one of the schools we were presenting our work to, um, they got it. They were like, the principal was like, oh yes, we need this work. You know, our boys are showing a lot of signs of behaviors that we need to work on. We need this work. And, you know, I was excited because this is the work we do. And our work is, as an organization, we we have a model that is like we come to schools and, and they, they bring us in to do an assembly, to do workshops, um, to do training for teachers. But they were specifically talking about some of their young men that they needed to work with. And we were reaching out and I was going to be traveling to the, the place where they were. And uh, we were waiting to hear back from them. And I was like, hey, you know, we're getting close. Um, just want to make sure that, you know, we're going to we're going to lock you into a schedule. We're trying to like plan this day out. And one of the emails we got back, I mean, after, you know, waiting for a long time, the email came back and said, you know, thank you for the opportunity. Um, but we decided, we being the team, decided that we're going to focus on our state testing. And I literally, when I first read that, I, I could almost not breathe. And and I think I could not breathe, one, because here's my thought, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to get myself getting a little excited right now, so just bear with me. The, the leader of the school said, our boys are in struggling right now. They're getting not only in trouble, there's behaviors, there's fights, there's drugs, there's other behaviors that are happening. We see it. We can hear it. We feel it. Like the leaders of the school knew that there's a need. And at the same time, they chose to focus on state testing instead of taking one hour and a half or, or I mean, ideally an hour and a half at least to give students an opportunity to just practice thinking about what else is there. If the students are already struggling academically, if they're already showing behaviors that are not um, making the school environment safe to live in, and you then decide that you want to go focus on state testing. Now, I'm not here to debate on state testing. I'll have a, somebody will invite me on their podcast and I'll talk about that at another, another place. I'm talking about the fact that our young people are struggling right now around not only the country, but around the world young people who navigated and who are navigating this um, this pandemic and who are trying to figure it out and they are having a rough time even our adults are having a rough time and I, and I felt I felt like when I read that I was like I remember writing a message I wrote an email right like I was like and I wrote it but I never sent it you know because it was a little too aggressive but I was more upset Look, I'm not concerned, and anybody who knows me know, I wasn't concerned that they didn't want to hire us to do a workshop at their school. That wasn't the issue. Because my work is about education. <laughs> my work is about how do we help transform education for young people when we can see the behaviors. There's some that we can see. And there's so many, just like these masks I just talked about, where you can't even see it. 
they did a good job of hiding what they're going through because they got really good masks. And so that one is one, and maybe I'll, in, in the Diary of the Confused Educator, I'll post the letter that I did write um, because I, I was really passionate about it. I never sent it, but um, I write several messages like that <laughs> where I'm through my education lens. I, I come to education with a lot of hats. I don't come to education as just uh, a teacher. I come to education as a teacher, as an administrator, as a former really bad student, <laughs> as a former really good student, as a community person, as a man in a body that I identify with, but knew how hard it was to be my full self at school, who I had to pretend like I wasn't smart sometimes so that people didn't make fun of me, and also having to pretend like I'm super tough and cool when I really didn't feel like I was worthy. Like I, I remember what it felt like in middle school to feel alone. I know what it felt like to be poor and to come to school with clothes that you know are just <laughs> going to get you laughed at. I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like to be bullied and to try and like pretend like nothing's going on. I know the feeling of, of how schools can serve really well. And I know the feeling when schools are failing. I've been a teacher at a school that was doing a disservice to kids. And I've been at schools where, man, they have so many resources. I'm like, oh, my goodness, where am I? And today, more than ever, we need to make sure that we are educators, teachers, parents, counselors, advo like advocates. You need to make sure that your school is doing a service to kids on a whole child. Academic, social, emotional, leadership. And so stay tuned for the work that we're doing ever forward. Um, I got a little excited there, but I just want you to know that what you're going to hear, not only in this podcast, but what you're going to hear on the blog and maybe even be a vlog at some point, the Diary of a Confused Educator um, is going to be me talking about education in a way that you probably haven't heard me talk about education ever, but I am um, at a point in my own career, but also in my vision about how we need to transform education that I'm no longer willing to watch it. I'm no longer willing to sit back and uh, let a, a, a school leader say we need to do work for our kids, but yet we're going to focus on something else that is not serving them in that way. I believe that that's part of my work too. And here's what I know. Is a lot of people are not going to be happy. People, when I talk bad about schools, don't like it. But guess what? I'm clear about it. I'm talking about it as a former teacher, as a kid raised by a teacher, as a former, all the hats I told you that I have worn, and even more that I have not even named. So stay tuned for all the things that are coming soon in the work that we're doing Ever Forward Club. If you're not following us on social media, Ever Forward Club, if you want to follow me directly, Branch Speaks. Uh, you'll see all this in the show notes. Um, but please share, subscribe, like this podcast. Look, you're part, if you're listening to this, you are part of this before it is even taken off to 100 episodes. We are getting, we're approaching 100 episodes. This summer, 100 episodes, that 100 episode will happen. And we are excited because we're going to have young people taking over in the summer. And so you're going to hear from some young voices and they're going to be out in the community talking to men about their masks. 
So stay tuned for that. And if you know anybody who we should be talking to, if you know somebody, a young person, an older person, a community person who you think's voice should be a part of this podcast, tell us. Let us know. Let us know. And we hope that this podcast will continue adding conversations, adding words, and adding voices to the voiceless. Thank you for being a part of the Taking Off the Mask podcast. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye, everybody. Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we hit this one year anniversary. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.